guys, this is Lisa. I uh, just wanted to release this quick mini-sode. I got a great opportunity today to talk to an L.A.-based film composer named Douglas Pipes. Uh, he is commissioned by the Dallas Chamber Symphony to make a new score for Buster Keaton's The General. And that film is going to be screened with live orchestral accompaniment uh, at 8 o'clock this Tuesday on October 17th. It's going to be at the Moody Performance Hall in the Dallas Arts District. If you're a horror movie buff, you've probably heard uh, Douglas Pipe's work before. If you've seen the movie Krampus, I saw that in theaters. I loved it. I'll talk about that a little bit in this episode. Uh, also, Trick or Treat, a 2007 cult classic film, and the animated film Monster House. So we got the opportunity to sit down with Douglas today and just ask him some questions about, you know, how he started. When did he start uh, composing and how did he break into that business? So I'm going to play a little clip here where he answers that question. Uh, I was <clears throat> playing in a band, and in a four-piece band, and someone approached me, a film student approached me to make music for his independent film um, that he had back then had a decent budget for. It wasn't a student film budget. He actually was, he was a student filmmaker still studying, but he got financiers and put together a, a like a $300,000 movie while he was in college, oh, which is wow. pretty impressive. And I scored his first two films. His name was Alan Ruffier. He's a French director. And I really enjoyed it. And then I started scoring some other films, but I didn't feel that was clear to me. I wasn't trained and did, I was, you know. <laughs> Chance. So I stopped taking jobs and I went to university and studied composition and orchestration. And then, n not film scoring, classical music writing and orchestration and idiomatic writing for all the instruments. And from there, uh, after at the end of that period of time, I started scoring student films and I met a film, com or sorry, a film director at UCLA and I scored his student films and his master's thesis film was an animated hybrid live action animation. He was in the animation department at UCLA. He put that together and that got the attention of Steven Spielberg and Robert Zemeckis. They hired him to do this Sony animation film called Monster House. Oh, yeah. That's so good. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That was your really first like it. film? Yeah, Besides never. the Student yeah, besides these little tiny so cool. scratch in the yeah. That's amazing. Yes, and what's the most amazing is that he had the guts and bravery to, because he trusted my musical instincts. So there's that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. He liked my musical approach to his storytelling. But there's the whole technical side of scoring for an 85-piece orchestra that I knew I could do. I just had never done it, but I knew I could do it. Wow. But I certainly, and, and this had, you know, I don't say this enough, but in that, especially in that case, it was, uh, I'd never done anything at that scale. And because it was animated, the schedule was elongated that I got to learn on the job. If it wasn't, probably have been as proud of the work that I did without having the ability to really get into each scene and be able to really spend time with it. At the end of that process, I've written all the music, it's been mocked up and played and tested, and now we're gonna take those mock-up recordings and, and my program material, 
and transfer it into uh, music notation through a different program and do that out. Well, that is also something I had only done on a very small scale. So I connected with a brilliant orchestrator who I've worked with ever since, and I have to give him so much credit on my success on Monster House because he, again, this is someone who, through conversations, he immediately, his name is John Cole, with J-O-N, he immediately, through our musical conversations, he understood where, just stylistically, the vocabulary I liked, what I was going for. And yes, all, sort of all the notes are there. Uh -huh. He's given all the notes. But then he makes, uh, you know, aside from taking that and transcribing and putting it down, he also makes a very uh, intelligent and creative and artful orchestral decisions on, hey, what if we double this instrument here? Hey, what if we do this little thing here? Uh -huh. So it's a very collaborative process. So as I said before, Douglas Pipes is in town because he was commissioned by the Dallas Chamber Symphony to write the score for the silent movie, The General. Uh, this is actually the second time he's been commissioned. Uh, the first time was back in 2014 when he did Alfred Hitchcock's The Lodger. And we just kind of asked him how this film, you know, is different. Uh, you know, how does it play off emotionally? And he kind of gave us insight on that process. And I'll play that clip here. The movie does have, there's a lot of emotion in the movie, and I did in my, in my research for this, which was very short and brief, instead of, I, I did watch a, a couple bits of some other approaches, but I also read a review of one of them, and the, the thing that struck me about this review was that you championed the idea of not, the music not trying to point out Buster Keaton's comedy all the time. He's okay. good at it. Yeah. You don't need to be cartoony with it. So I, I, I like that uh, idea. Yeah. And that, yeah. And so because his, his, his motivation isn't action oriented. It's emotional. Right. So right. so I sort of took a an approach of a little more um, swashbuckling. Ah. adventure like he's off to do this not like something's you know action like I'm running from something but I'm motivated to go do something which is more heroic mm -hmm. um, and thematic mm -hmm. at least in my sort of yeah. approach yeah yeah so in this next clip you're gonna hear Kelly ask me if I have seen this movie uh, the general and I haven't but it is an opportunity for me to freak out and fangirl about some of the stuff that Douglas Pipes has uh, has composed so I enjoy that clip Wow so yeah. have you seen it uh, I have not but I've seen awesome. the other movies that you've done scores for like uh, I really liked Krampus I actually saw that in theaters I really liked oh nice, <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, if I can I do a plug yes of course uh, please so I just uh, I finished a, a film a little a few well, it was over the summer a Netflix original movie uh, that McGee directed and it just came out Friday night on Netflix called The Babysitter. Oh, okay, a, that's yeah. on Netflix. I saw the trailer for that. Yeah, completely gonzo crazy. It's a very vibrant, exciting huh. of you know, of the moment horror comedy. It's all in fun. You okay. know, it's it doesn't take itself seriously. Okay. It is okay. a, it is a cool. wild 
wild blood splattered ride. That one's good, and also a trick or treat. Yeah. I like that many. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a callback to like it reminded me of Creep Show, like yeah. you know, it, it had like that horror comic book panel, and so that kind of really set the tone to me for the movie. And so, like, the rest of it, you know exactly what it is. Yeah. And then the score... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was interrupting. No, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, the score, it just kind of combined all those really classic horror elements, you know? Yeah. So I, I liked the way that all came together, you know? I don't know. Thank you. I, yeah, I, I love that movie, too. And, and from a... From a... Just a musical approach, it was, you know, in talking to Michael when we were making it, it was... Halloween means... A lot to everyone in different ways but as you you know Halloween changes your what Halloween means to you changes as you get older and, and all stuff so it, it the attempt was to try to make a and I say the attempt was you know this is what I was going for I'm sure this is what he was going for but to make a timeless sort of homage to Halloween mm -hmm. that works whatever age group you're in you go oh yeah I remember that or that's how I feel right now so in this next part we had a chance to ask if there were any dream projects that Douglas Pipes wanted to work on any particular movie genres I uh, just did a interview the other day and that was the question you know what kind of movie would you like to do and a sci-fi movie would be certainly one because yeah. they're uh, the scale is so grand you get to be so thematic and epic yeah and the and the, it gets to be long uh, musical gestures as opposed to um, the, you, the more action and horror oriented they start to compress in terms of hits and how things need to ha happen yeah. dramas and sci-fi they get to stretch out more so in this segment we asked if you know, there were any major influences that Douglas Pipes could list for us. And I thought he gave a really thoughtful answer. Um, he lists his influence and also how sometimes somebody could be a complete genius, but not always, you know, not every uh, piece of work that they put out is received the way that they might expect to be, but the fact that they're willing to take those risks and try something new. So I really respected that answer. Here is uh, that clip. Uh, is there anybody that you name as like your biggest influences when it comes to composing? My three biggest film composer influences are, of course, John Williams, uh, Jerry Goldsmith, and Bernard Herrmann. Um, yeah. But I have to, I have to say, in every movie that I've done, there is a very distinct moment that is. A direct Jerry Goldsmith homage that in my head I can hear it more than anything that there are, there are Bernard Herman gestures but there's some, the ones that in each one there's a uh, there's a little Easter egg in every movie that is I you I can tell you what movie this could be from um, Jerry Goldsmith. yeah like yeah, just awesome. just a little homage to a Jerry Goldsmith because most of my the the films that I connect with as a um, not just as a composer but also as a when I when I loved going to Poltergeist and Gremlins and right. the Omen uh, magic all his his canon of work is Oscar winner the Omen yeah 
uh, when I was a kid, I had the soundtrack to Patton, and I just listened yeah. to it over and over and yeah. over and over. I thought that <laughs> yeah. was the greatest score ever. Yeah, he's was he was over. incredible, and and you know, as much as I hopefully uh, this isn't blasphemous, but he tried so many different things, and he didn't succeed at everything, but he certainly didn't go. I'm just going to phone it in. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, That was awesome. I hope you enjoyed listening to that interview. If uh, you want to learn more about Douglas Pipes and, you know, listen to some of his music and see what projects he's involved with next, you can head over to his website. That's at www.douglaspipes.com. And if you're still looking for tickets to Tuesday night's event, you can head over to www.dc.com symphony.org again that's www.dcsymphony.org i just want to give a quick shout out also to a couple of the other voices you heard on that recording uh kelly j kitchens who set up the interview today and also to gordon k smith who had a lot of the great questions that you heard uh, answers to in this podcast and uh if you're going to be there tuesday night i will see you there Uh, i'll see you guys next time thanks bye